back to another very late episode of the Fun Time Podcast. Um, I know it's been a minute, but um, yeah, I don't really have an excuse for it. I guess I've just been really busy, and Carter's been busy. But uh, yeah, we're back, and I've got another change-up for today. I'm going to try a uh, variety episode, so to speak. So I'm going to talk about a few things. And, um, yeah, we're just going to run through it. So, first and foremost, I suppose I should let you know that Carter has gone back to New Hampshire to work. He just couldn't find work here, and he just wanted to get some work done, make some money, so can't fault the boy on that. Um, so it'll just be me for now, or, uh, any of the other guests that have been on, or Carter, if I can pin him down for, like, a call or something. Like I did with, um, or like we did with Sunday Driver, but, um, yeah, so he's back there. Sorry, I edited out a burp. But, um, yeah, Carter's back in New Hampshire. I'm still chilling here. Uh, I've got a girlfriend now, won't go into any detail on that, but, um, yeah, it's fun. Um,. And I'm just saying that to be vague. It's not like, oh, look, it's just it's just fun. But I'm not giving up any other information than that. But um, besides that, uh, there's a fucking dog barking. That's nice. Um, we're going to talk about, besides Carter being gone, we've got Willy's Wonderland. And the remake of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. So, for starters, we'll go with Willy's Wonderland. I saw that a few weeks back. At the West Wind Drive-In in Vegas with my girlfriend. Uh, pretty cool place if you're in Vegas. I would recommend it. Uh, that was not what I meant to do. But, um, yeah, check out West Wind. West Wind, I should say. Um, yeah, we saw in the Willy's Wonderland at, I think, 11, something like that. It was late at night, but, um... Yeah, Nick Cage. Don't know if you guys know about it. It's basically a Nick Cage Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff type of deal, but it's pretty epic. It's basically the way I described it was uh, John Wick with fucking Nick Cage and animatronics because it's essentially what it is. Uh, IMDb description says a quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now condemned Willy's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. This fly kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. Arguably, that does make it sound a lot more epic than it actually is. Um, funny thing to note if you go onto the IMDb page for this, uh, look at the first video, it looks like Nicolas Cage is taking shit. Uh, but he is the janitor, he doesn't speak a single fucking line the whole movie. Which is, I think, great for Nicolas Cage, because he can still get emotion across with just his face and his body and shit really easily. But, yeah, he's basically um, stuck on the side of the road because he hit a fucking police, like, uh, spike strip. And this guy comes to pick him up, tells him it's must have been some kids, because that makes sense. And he's going to bring him to uh, get some work done in his car. So when he brings him back, he's trying to pay him the grand that he owes him for fixing the tires or whatever the hell happened. And the town has no form of 
internet or the, in the ATM there doesn't work either. So Nicholas Cage is no having no cash on him has to basically work off the money that he owes them, and he does this by working at Willie's fucking Wonderland. And there's some subplot with like this girl that whose family died there. I'm presuming, and she got saved by the sheriff in the town, and she's basically been her surrogate mother. And the girl's trying to burn the place down because uh, she doesn't like what it's done to the town, presumably because it killed her fucking parents and all that shit. But yeah, the most interesting part, honestly, is I mean, clearly Nicolas Cage killing all these fucking animatronics. So that's basically what you get. You get Nicolas Cage beating the shit out of a bunch of animatronics interspersed with this really bad, like subplot with these teenagers but i really don't care like obviously the movie doesn't deserve a fucking oscar or some stupid shit like that but it's just so goddamn fun that i don't care about all the flaws it has because usually i'm very nitpicky when it comes to shit but um really don't care the movie's just pretty fucking lit all around there's this whole subplot where not subplot but character aspect i guess where Nicolas Cage has always got this purple punch soda or some shit like that, and he's always drinking it, and there's this weird thing where he takes a break, like, periodically, like, on a schedule. Like, he will literally, like, stop, like, because the fucking kids end up inside the building at one point, and uh, he's protecting them, and then he'll literally stop protecting them to go on his break. And during his break, he will work on the pinball machine that you see him working on at the beginning of his breaks, and eventually he starts playing it and whatnot. And surprisingly enough, Nicolas Cage is not very good at it. The janitor's not very good at pinball at the beginning, but he gets progressively better as he gets takes more breaks. But he always plays pinball on break, always has a purple punch. Those are the two things. And he will literally leave people to die to go have his purple punch in his break. And there's this weird part where these kids are fucking in the room where a bunch of kids died. Or something like that. And it's just... The whole movie's fucking weird and pretty great. Nicolas Cage, like, rips the spine out of one of the animatronics. Like, what I guess it would be its spine. He, like, just beats the piss out of so many... He, like, snaps a broom in half and uses, like, bow staff or some whatever the fuck it is. And beats him up. It's just <clears throat> hella epic. Um, Wholesome Keanu Chungus. I think not. Check this movie out because it's violent. Um, at the ending, they blow the fucking place up, uh, pretty epic, or this animatronic does, I don't get it, they, like, kind of allude to the fact that this animatronic can still be alive, it's arguably the animatronics are, like, it's the weirdest grouping of fucking animatronics ever, like, one of them is, like, a Spanish owl or something, and then there's a dude in knight's armor, and then there's an actual fairy, and then the main one, Willy, is a ferret. So, I don't know where they came up with the actual, like, animatronics themselves, because there's clearly no cohesion to their existence. They just are. Like, here's this one, and here's that one. There's not, like, they're not related. They don't seem to be related to each other in any way, other than that they are from the same place. But that's, again, a minor thing when we're talking about a movie where Nicolas Cage doesn't say a fucking word and destroys animatronics like it's just been a thing to do. So, uh, props to him. I guess this movie is, like, 
someone saw the hype for an animatronic thing with Five Nights at Freddy's. That movie hasn't been made yet and it's just been sitting around. And someone said, I'll make one like it and I'll give you Nicolas Cage on top of it. So I thought that was a pretty good move. Uh, I don't think the movie's made a whole lot of money. Um, from when you look it up on Google here, I think it said around $388,000 uh, is what it's made box office because it's got an estimated budget of $5.5 5 with a gross USA of 396000 and opening weekend of 97000 So I don't know if they're recouping their money on this. I know that's kind of par for the course at this point with COVID being a thing. Um, I don't, don't take my word for that though because this is like rated at a 5.6 out of 10 out of 8,000 reviews, so 8.4 thousand, so, you know, it could just be that a lot of people don't give a fuck, like, the way I do, that this is just fun and stupid, because, I mean, to be fair, I don't usually turn my brain off for a movie like this, but I did, uh, for obviously a factor, a number of factors, including, but not limited to, Nicolas Cage and animatronics, but <clears throat> I guess everyone does not share my sentiment on this. My girlfriend and I enjoyed it. Uh, Metascore is 44. So that's nice. But uh, I guess that's all I really have to say besides watch it if it sounds interesting. It is very funny. I mean, it, it's, who cares? Uh, I think the problem is, though, right now, we saw it at the drive-in, like I said, and two adult tickets together, I believe it was like $16 or something like that. Uh, and if you rent this movie on Amazon Prime and I think one other place, it's like $20. So that's, you got to make a call on that, whether or not you're watching it with other people or what's going to make it worth it for you. But I don't know. $4 off two prices, two tickets for a, uh, drive-in isn't bad, but then again, you factor in this two people. So, and it's a drive-in experience, which is cool. But, um, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about Willy's Wonderland. Um, Moving on to the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remake. Uh, the titles of the games are uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. If you look it up on Google, on the Wikipedia uh, immediate like result that comes up, it says uh, they are upcoming enhanced remakes of the 2006 role-playing video games Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. They were announced as part of the Pokemon 25th anniversary event alongside Pokemon Legends Arceus. The games are scheduled for release in late 2021. So I guess I can talk about Legends Arceus too because that looks weird. Uh, it looks very weird because it's actually a prequel, which is something I don't think we've gotten really at all. But um, let's take a look. Uh, let's, I mean, let's talk about uh, this. Um, I guess uh, first and foremost uh, to me is that Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are not going to... They are the first games to not be produced by Game Freak. Uh, they're going to be focusing on Pokemon Legends, while uh, the studio behind Pokemon Home, which is ICLA Inc., is going to make the rebakes. But uh, Juni, Juni... Fuck. Junichi Masuda, the director of the original Diamond and Pearl games, is working on the remakes. Uh, this is all from a uh, Bustle uh, article. Uh, I'll put the link for that in the description. At least what I just quoted. If there's anything else, I'll throw it in. But um, obviously, it doesn't seem like there's going to be any new um, features and stuff that would kind of be pointless since it's a fucking remake. But um, it looks, I mean, I don't know if any of you played Pokemon Sword and Shield, but it seemed like a 
bullshit, easy, stupid, fake version of Pokemon to me. Uh, it was incredibly easy. Uh, the fact that they limited the Pokedex, despite the models not appearing to be any different than the 3DS models, and then locking the rest of the Pokemon behind DLC, uh, paid DLC, which has never been a thing before with Pokemon, I thought that was not only surprising, but complete horseshit at the same time, because they don't do that, and I don't see why they need to do that, because Pokemon sells like hell anyway, and I don't know if anyone else, I mean, people do, but I don't know if anyone listening knows this, but those games hold their fucking value really hard. Like, I haven't seen any of them more, I mean, when I would go to get older DS ones, when the 3DS was still popping, like the new 3DS XL, I think Pokemon Black 2 was still like 55, 50 bucks, something around there. So these games hold their fucking value. So I don't know why they felt the need to do that. Um, but this being, I mean, obviously it's going to be cool because it's a version, it's a remake of a game that was already good. So that's why I was immediately more hyped than uh, I've been feeling about Sword and Shield because I honestly thought I'd be giving it up with Pokemon. Um, just because of their handling of that whole situation with the models, like I was talking about, because I just, they left a really, really bad taste in my mouth. But, um, let's see if I can find something about Arceus. Um, according to the, I don't know, I just punched the mic, but according to the Bustle article, it's described as a bold new direction for the Pokemon franchise. Pokemon Legends Arceus serves as a prequel to Diamond and Pearl. It's on the. It's still in the Sinnoh region, but it's long before the time of trainers and leagues. And it actually centers around the mystery surrounding uh, Arceus, uh, which every Pokemon and human stems from the Pokemon universe. If you didn't know, uh, Arceus is God in Pokemon. Um, it basically, when I was watching the video with Carter, he said it looked a lot like Pokemon Breath of the Wild, which it, it does. I will not disagree with that at all. It appears to be expanding on the open world mechanics that they brought into Sword and Shield. And you'll actually have to be making the Pokedex from the ground up and, like, observing Pokemon all this shit. Uh, you will still get starters. Uh, you'll get uh, Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott. Uh, you, apparently someone on Reddit theorized to the choice of these starters linked to 12th century Japan, suggesting the game is based sometime around that era. Um... They're going to be normally priced video games if you want to pick them up. Um, you can play them on a Switch. That is a thing you should know. That's a thing you probably already knew because it's always been a Nintendo thing because it's Pokemon. Um, there's going to be some funky stuff, I guess, going on with that game because it sounds... Very different. Uh, Arceus Legends is going to be uh, early 2022 rather than late 2021, like the remake for Diamond and Pearl. So, I guess you have to wait a little bit longer if you want that remake. I mean, not the fucking remake. Damn. The uh, new thing, Arceus. Yes. And uh, by the way, that's what Game Freak's going to be focusing on instead of working on the. Um, remakes, if I did not mention that already. Because that is an important thing to note. And I think with that, 
we can wrap it up. I know this is a bit shorter, but I don't actually have like a length for the podcast that I really care about maintaining like generally. And I don't think I've ever gone on record saying they need to be a certain length. Uh, I know they've typically been longer. I know the Sunday driver video was around 25 to 30 minutes. I think something around there. But um, I figured it'd be better, especially with me being by myself on this one, for it to be a little more focused on like two things, I guess, two and a half things with the RCS thing. So that I wouldn't just be rambling so much. Because I know I was rambling a bit. But try to minimize it by doing this kind of format. So if you've made it this far. Let me know in the comment section. What you think of this kind of format. Going forward. Is this like a good thing? Should I include this in the general roster of videos? Should I make this like the main type of video? Is this bad? Uh, any sort of criticism i guess would be helpful so i can know going forward and um remember to subscribe if you haven't already check us out on spotify and all that shit uh thank you for listening and i'll see you in the next video or podcast whatever